<laughs> it's all going on. Brian, are you in the room? Are you with us? I am. How are uh, things? There we are. I'm all oh, right. I'm dead. Let's switch you over. You're in the hosting chair. Yeah, you're the hosting chair tonight, my man. <laughs> How are things, gentlemen? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Can't complain. Yeah. yeah, it's good to be back. I missed you guys. I just yes. realized me and Mike, me and Mike are wearing the same hats tonight. There we, we go. are. We're coordinated, mate. See, <laughs> it's always about wavelengths. It's about wavelengths. Kind of like the Cowboys defense. They're all on the same wavelength. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. That is very true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And how, how was Spain, young Mr. Mike? Uh, stormy. As you can see, there's not much of a tan. Um, So it was like emergency tanning for three days. But we still got to do some things. That's the main thing. Got to Ah, see some fish. Fish. Can't beat fish. Honest to God. Got to eat something. (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) So obviously we are here to talk about Saturday or Sunday evening's game, which was played at a reasonable hour. And we beat... um, so that that team, they said they wanted us all week, and they weren't able for it, Jen. Yeah, yeah. It it was delicious. Yeah. So 10 victory. I think we were pretty comfortable all the way through. Obviously, the the, the late touchdown kind of put a gloss on it. But you know, give us your initial thoughts on the game itself. I, f- I kind of felt like our run game was a on a bit of a decline. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like compared yeah. to last week, in comparison to last week, we were just, and a lot of it was down to the offensive line, which I'll, I'll get, I'll get mm. onto that later on. Like, agree, yeah. agree, and disagree with you. I think it was a perfect storm that our offensive line wasn't playing up to par, but their defensive mm. line was certainly up to par. Their, yeah, their defensive line were. I, I will admit, like it was a step up in competition for sure. Definitely. But, yeah, but. Considering the players they had missing out and stuff like that, like Chase mm-hmm. Young was not available. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuente Sweat was like only there for bits and parts. He wasn't really playing throughout the whole game. Like there was an opportunity to kind of really run the ball out the edge, but we didn't really do that. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but there was some good plays, like like mm-hmm. for, like, but it wasn't necessarily rushing, but it was passing. So, yeah. like, yeah. I've, I've, if you were to kind of like talk about the O line and stuff like that, the pass protection, I have no complaints of. No. Obviously, there was maybe, I think it was like a total of six pressures. Sorry, sorry, nine QB pressures and six QB hurries. I think that was the total. And there was yeah. only one sack, which was kind of, in fairness, it was down to corner McGovern. Um, yes, that's right. He, he misplaced, I think he misplaced the block initially and that, and he got made the pay, paid the price for it. I think him and Tyler Biadish kind of went out a little bit out of sync. Yeah, that was one of Biadish's not. That was not one of his best games. Like comparison to last week, last week's against the Giants, I thought that was one of Biadish's best games for the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and, and this is what I'm saying. It was a bit. It's a it's a different decline yeah. from certain I, I, certain players. I think with some of it too, though, was that uh, the inside. So like the defensive line for Washington, certainly the inside, when you think of like Jonathan Allen and the likes, it's a mm. very strong inside defensive line. But here's a nice bonus for the offense. I know you like talking offensive line, Paul. Here's yep. one for you. Zero penalties on the offensive line. Yeah. Sure? Was that? Yeah, no yeah. penalties. They okay. played a perfect game. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, Mike, the point you're making there about, say, Jonathan Allen, I mean, mm. that, that defensive line has four first-round picks. I know someone has put it in the comments yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, if, if, if you look at, say, the NFC East, the Giants tend to take a lot of offensive line in the first round. The Commanders go with defensive line and ourselves and that other team from Pennsylvania, who I won't discuss. <laughs> they, we, we tend to mix in who we take. So, you know, it, it, that, that does help that they have so many guys there that can stop the run, can act against the run. <laughs> so if anyone just didn't see that comment uh, Big Labasti says This new guy Mike seems to know his stuff Welcome to the show rookie yeah. <laughs> And as always though As always I know Brian will say but I'll say it anyway Make sure you get your quotes and comments in guys We say it every week and it is true You are the MVPs Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I, I like Steve's comment And you review gentlemen uh, mentioned it about me being so clean cut. Yeah, looking very trim, my man. Looking very trim. Yeah. <laughs> me, on the other hand, I still look like a bloody yeti. So. Yeah. I my yep. my my wife was away for the weekend in London, and I Ooh. she came back shaven husband, and she wasn't impressed. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> You should yeah. probably think you're cheating. You cheating on her or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, she 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 knows who who that person is as well, so it's it's all good. She <laughs> before we get into lifestyles of the swingers and famous, um, getting back on um, on foot, talking football, um, like again, Cooper Rush managed managed just through the game. He's as someone just said, he's the first quarterback to go four and zero as a. Starter for the Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Um, like, um, I think we all know at this stage what we have in Cooper Rush. He's not going to light up the scoreboard in terms of no. stats or anything no. like that. And I know, Paul, we kind of mentioned this last week. It, it's kind of rude to call him a game manager, but you know what you have in him, you know what's going to happen. And if, you know, if you're happy with that, that's, that's the best way to be. That's true. I mean, the whole thing about Cooper Rush being 4-0, they're making this to be a big deal. Personally, I could not give a flying monkey's butt about that. Like, yeah. end of the day, I want Super Bowls. I don't care about your career starts as a starter. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter who's our quarterback, if it's Rush is in for tempor temporary or it's Dak, I just care about who... if getting that Super Bowl end of like yeah. that should that should be everyone's agenda rather than talking about this media blow up or so oh we should be talking about who the Dallas quarterback's going to be and like that. enough <laughs> with the bloody malarkey seriously <laughs> it's, it, it, it's getting it's getting to the point now it's getting ridiculous the media's really blown it up to high proportions they're really meant to say like Oh yeah, um, Cooper Rush is the next best thing since sliced bread. Well, if he was the next best thing since sliced bread, why was he never playing as a starter before? There was a reason because he's a backup. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was out the league at one point. Yes, not once but yeah. twice. Yeah. He, Ironic. Ironically, he, the, the Giants once had him on the roster. That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> and if 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 you look at it, thirty one teams passed on him this year again because I mean he was cut before the fifty three man rosters. You know, yeah. so no no playing for him. He came back to the Dallas Cowboys. And look, if he earns himself money and he earns himself a potential yeah, starting job him. next year, I mean, good luck. Just bearing that in mind as well, like the, the, the Shields had that similar situation, but there comes to their backup quarterback way, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and stuff like that. And people would say, Oh, Wentz is our guy, blah, 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 blah. Then obviously, when Nick Foles actually made them take them to the Super Bowl, then mm-hmm. like I know it's a different argument. Say we're at the start of the season, they're at the end of it, and I'm talking about the end of their season. Yeah, but yeah. The, the matter of fact is, it's like he's brought in to do a job as a backup. He's there to fit it in the role. Like, like we're not expecting to see like deep, deep balls. Even though we did, we did get to see that from Cooper Rush. There was a forty-five yard to uh, Noah Brown, a thirty-nine mm. yard to uh, Lamb, and and were, well, you could say Seeks was a long pass as well, but it was a short pass. But it was a yard. That went it long. Long, it was a long yeah. gain. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, you could. Say I don't that, forget there was a big. Deep shot, he, he went yeah, to the and a uh, back shoulder fade to Noah Brown, but Noah Brown failed to put the brakes on early enough. Yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, yeah, that would have so, been so, a big so, 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 could it be more? We did, we did get to see more weapons come from um Cooper Rush, mm. which was great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, and I'm, I'm just people just need to stop jumping on this bandwagon and then have their and just have more realistic um uh, analysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if, if like the way the media are talking about talking about him right now and the whole blown up, it's like they're making him out to be better than Patrick Mahomes right now, which is absurd. <laughs> yeah, but well, you here's one for you, and I'll ask the people at home as well. But so I let you two answer it first while we wait for everyone to answer. Is Cooper Rush the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now? Mm. Yeah. I'm, I, I would say no, no, really? no. Well, okay. If 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 you look at Pittsburgh Steelers, yep, they probably don't have backup quarterback. But I mean, they've Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Both yeah. of them are yeah. probably better than Cooper Rush. Do you know? And one of them is backup. That's, that's would my... any of them though go on a four-game winning streak? Well, the way he... Rush has. It depends on the team. It, it, it depends on the team. But yeah. the reason I'm the reason I'm saying that, like if like and don't crucify me for this one, Chris. I do think <laughs> this is actually a good backup quarterback as of right now. As yeah. you're yeah. having and this is within the Jets, is Flacco being the backup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's not many people are taking that hot take on that. This is what I've like Flacco is obviously he's been there, he's done that, but he's not, he now knows he's in that backup role ticket for the up and coming guys. But for him, he can actually not just be the backup quarterback, can also be like the voice and ears for the main for for um what's his name the Zach Wilson Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So and remember when Romo was on the using eyes for Prescott, you, you yeah. saw how yeah. what what that can how do how effective yeah yeah how effective mm-hmm. it was. What means to say is how effective that can be being the ears and eyes for Cooper Rush. There as well. you go. There it yeah. is. I was waiting for somebody to bring that one up. It works. Yeah. 
It works. So, so it's, it, it comes around full circle, but end of the day, you still want your QB1, the one is actually helping your backup mm-hmm. actually get across, just marginally getting across the board, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Dak isn't going to so, play either this weekend. No, he's not. No, no he's not. I, I suppose that that's a great segue. I can see you put up <laughs> and you updates there for us, Mike. So I suppose I know I know you you filled in the news and updates. So Dak is unlikely yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. Um, Jake McQuaid is out for the rest of the season. Obviously, that's yeah. that's kind of broken this evening. Um. Michael Gallup obviously was back at the weekend. Jason Peters played left guard, got more touches. You know, and Brown and Bohanna looked to be clear their injuries. Mike Parsons, Zach Martin, there were scares there. So yeah. we'll see how they go. You know, like, I think we came out of that game with a reasonably clean bill of health. Yeah. I mean, like, the Bohanna one I was very nervous about. Noah Brown, the way he got up. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this is not going to be good." But it it, um, it was okay. Zach Martin, I think, was the biggest one. So when he was down on the ground, I think literally all of AT and T were holding their breath. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I would be too. But yeah. I mean, Paul, Paul, is there anything you want to comment on there in terms of the, the that bit of news? I mean, I think I think. We might be making a, uh, a call to a certain Canadian this evening to see if he fancies coming out of retirement. <laughs> mm, no, not not really. To be honest, like, I'm just I'm 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 in a happy mood right now. I'm happy where we are right now, yeah. all things considering. And I, I do want to bring this comment up, and and I, in a way, I do tend to agree to a certain extent. If it wasn't for our defense, we would be four zero and four to it's a true. certain. Yeah. To a certain extent, I I agree, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's like we are seeing a, an improvement in terms of the scoreboard week by week, where it's mm. less marginal. It's becoming more marginal for uh, in our advantage because I think we're still, we're we're putting less points by uh by the the the, the opposing team are putting less points in the board and we're scoring more week yeah. by week. Mm as yeah we're keep going so that's a good projection what we're going right right now which is good yeah but again it's just it seems to be a fair wee bit still we're having a little bit of inconsistencies with our offense right now sustainment yeah. is the issue yeah yeah like yeah. like when do you think like we like going back to the i mean do you want to hit should we go into the cowboys offense to Yes, I've yeah. pretty much covered. I've, pretty yeah. much, I've covered <laughs> most of it. <laughs> okay. no, I mean, like when you think, like with it, with Dak uh, as the signal caller, those drives that we're getting, you would you expect and you do as well for those drives yeah. to be more sustained. What you're getting with Rush is they start off strong and they move well, and then they kind mm. of lose momentum, and then you're seeing a lot of as we did this week, a lot of Brett Maher going out there then and you're seeing a lot yeah. of that so like what happens is if it's not a scoring play by about three quarters of the way through a drive you know that they're gonna it's gonna tally out it's gonna slow down yeah. and brett maher's coming out which we saw oh, but yeah. with that we, we we need to talk about brett maher we're talking special teams tonight <laughs> yeah. yes both, yeah, both, I mean, both, both parts of special teams tonight. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it is a, a crazy one because, like, when, when you think with Dak, though, you are going to get those those drives sustained more, uh, and mostly because Cooper Rush. Oh, we've, oh, we've lost Brian. Missy later, bro. Um, do you want me? Do you want me just to move into the offensive video right now? We'll just jump straight into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Oh, I missed that little transition. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know, like with Dak, you'll get you'll get him, he's mobile. Like Cooper Rush is not mobile at all. Um yeah. you know, with, well, with Dak, we, 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 I, 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 he's we, pocket we mobility. We, we saw him having to move out the pocket and he yeah, did yeah. throw that touchdown pass I mean. to Michael Gallup. We did see a glimpse that, of mobility. So it's yes. pocket mobility, but with Dak. You know, he's, you you can but, get. But he's not a he's not a he's not a Russian quarterback. No, he's not going to scramble. Like he like, can scramble out the pocket and still make something to happen for sure. Yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah. It, Like if you were to expect Cooper Rush to run fifteen yards upfield, it's not going to happen. No. Yeah, yeah. You kind of knew that was the case as well with Tony Romo. I remember once Tony Romo, he did actually get a first down on the ground. I remember him running, <laughs> and I forget which game it was, and I was laughing because I stood up to go grab my drink. When in South Park, then he was still running. Was it, was that, was <laughs> it was only like a fifth. It, it might have been. And it was just like really yeah, I'm slow. I'm sure it was the Broncos back in 2013, I think. Yeah. And it was only like a 15-yard rush. Oh, no. 2014. Just, no, 2014. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah DeMarco, DeMarco Murray was on the team. DeMarco Murray was on the team. Yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. same It was the same, It was was the the same. same year. I'm pretty sure it was the same year when uh, Dallas came over to London, actually. So mm-hmm. We played the Broncos that year, and it was the big, um, pretty much battle between Romo and Peyton Manning that year. Yeah, yeah. the high scoring game. What's yeah, that? Uh, but... or something like that. Some uh, something ridiculous. Oh, I, yeah. think was, I think the total combined points was just shy of over a hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it just—it was literally at one point he was just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it was brilliant to watch, but it was nerve wracking as a fan. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that's just like my last take for Cooper Rush then. Yeah. Like Paul, anything, anything more you want to say on Cooper Rush? I mean, I don't have anything really negative to really say about him. Like yeah. he's do he's doing the job it's been asked of him. Like they've, yeah. they've they have they've they've simplified the playbook to yeah. cater Rush and what he is capable of doing. Like yeah. and we saw that that they're like when the pocket collapses, we saw him when he moves out. Like he still keeps the play alive and stuff like that. I mean, he didn't really set a, a really foot wrong. Like you, you could criticize maybe the the whole deflected pass, but that's not really on him. Like that no. was just a good good play. I think it was um, oh good. It wasn't the FEO bad. It was the other defensive end that did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was no, it was Darren Payne actually. The defensive tackle that actually deflected. No, I don't it. think it was Darren Payne. No. Well, anyway, but yeah, but, but that was just a good play from their defense, and and a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of people can just you can criticize the run, like Cooper Rush, whatever, not. But I think I think he actually is. is he, I'm very content what he's doing right now. Very happy, mm-hmm. but yeah. but I would still expect to see that to come back. I I I I I think. Look, if we're honest, I think Dak is out for this this game against yeah, the Rams. He's out, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's so yeah. I, I think for this game um, coming up, and we'll talk more about it on Thursday, but yeah. it's going to be a test for both 
offense and defense that game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be one of our toughest da- toughest games. I'm not. As, yeah. I'm still not as worried about the Eagles. I'm being perfectly honest with you. They can throw up all these numbers and that, but I still find they're absolutely trash, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's just, like that's just me being. Don't know if it's me being favoritism, yeah. but I, I just don't see anything special with it. I would say the same right now about the Rams. After yeah. last night's game, <laughs> here's what here's a stat for you, and I, I'll use it now, and I'll use it Thursday. Do you know how many yeah. minutes it's been since Matt Stafford's thrown a touchdown? It's over nine quarters. Really? Yeah, 144 minutes of gameplay have gone where Matt Stafford has not thrown a touchdown, but he has thrown an interception. Yeah. That's crazy, considering the weapons he's got with Cooper Cup and that. But Mm. this is the thing, is he only seems to have Cooper Cup now. There you go. Because the run game is not working for them. And look, let's not not jump too far ahead of ourselves (laughs) into that. Yeah. You know, you guys have a show on Thursday night to what you want to discuss these things. But, you know, I mean, look, if we if we flip it back to the Cowboys, and you, you both kind of mentioned it earlier, was, right, the Rams might be having offensive line trouble, and we're having some offensive line trouble. Is that maybe a factor of Jason Peters is playing to a snap count, so is McGovern, Biadish is still a little bit uncomfortable in there, and obviously, when Zach went down, we all gasped, you know. So the offensive line has been okay, but is it maybe the fact that there is that unfamiliarity there is is but, holding it back, and it will improve as they play more together? It's like I a separate. It's like a separate. That it's the the pass protection side of things for the offensive line has been yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, like, it's like, a tale of two I, halves with them. It really is. It's it's yeah, a very yeah. yin and yang when it comes to the yeah. offensive line. Um, <laughs> The run offense for the blocking side of things is can be questioned. Even Zach Martin had yeah. a, a doobie during that game. Yeah. He it's completely lacking physicality. I wouldn't say it's lacking physicality. It's mm. it's misplacement of the block. Like if you look mm. back in the replay, I can't remember what play it was, but they showed it in a different angle, and Zach Martin was in the wrong position, and and I think it was Jonathan Allen that got through. Mm. And he made the tackle for loss against Ezekiel Elliott. So, and this kind of leads up to my question. Uh, well, uh, Valenti's comments like, can you bring up Zeke mm. running up the middle every time? It's not working every time. It has to be done, though. It has to be done. Yeah. But, but if you're running up the middle, so here, here's the thing um, for, for you to address your question, Andrew. If you're running up the middle, you need your offensive line to make those blocks to open up those gaps. Like, yeah, certainly get to the second. Like, I, I, I believe there was four tackles for loss during that game in terms of the run defense. So yeah. there was moments where there was just no penetration of that defensive line or that defensive front, and we were just not able to get the ball behind that line of scrimmage. So, and and the, and the majority of those tackles came from Payne and Jonathan Allen. So, yeah. uh. It's it's frustrating. Like you can't put the all the blame on Zeke. Zeke is a battle ram of a running back. He will just storm through type. people. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a completely different dynamic compared to your Tony Pollard. If Tony Pollard was to do that, he'll get absolutely decimated. He'll oh, yeah, get, the, he'll get, he'll get folded in half. That's why he goes more to the outside. So, but yeah, yeah. the the running and, lanes are just not available right as of it, right it's, now. It, it, it's again with oh, the my... run blocking. Sorry, and I let you kick in, Bryce. Yeah. Again. We're saying that it's a line with 
yin and yang. It's a combination. It's also, the, it's, it's also mm-hmm. the same, though, in run blocking, if you look at it. When they're in gap power, I don't know why. This is why I'm saying it lacks physicality. When they try and do gap power block, it doesn't seem to work. But when they go to the zone blocking scheme, and all of a sudden they're all in unison with each other, and it's this mellow uh, uh, dance. It, it's a totally different it depends look, on the read. it I works. Think, I think it really depends on the read. Like, that, is, that is one part and you know yeah game script is going to take into account as well yeah. with the fact that they how they're chopping and changing but when they're in gap power there, there is this lack of physica- physicality but when they go to the zbs it's just it seems to be more dynamic and and yeah. valenti is, is coming back again it's like well why not run it on the outside it's like we, they well, do we with have, tony we, we do. do do it but yeah. we don't yeah. want to rely on that all the time because no it's, it's slow it, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get, you're not, play. you're not always gonna get them as much yardage. Like, no, no. The inside runs a more direct route to get mm-hmm. those extra five yards or whatever. And that, but if yeah. the, if the, the quickest from, way to, from point A to B is a straight line. Yeah, straight. and yeah. Not, not only just, no, no. Sorry, Brian. Not only just that. <laughs> it's like. Brian, I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm off. <laughs> no, I'm doing the same. I'm doing the like, same, mate. It's not. It's only. It's, it's only just that if you keep running more to the outside, defenses are going to pick that up, and therefore you're going to have to revert changing your game plan yeah. again. So that. So I understand the frustration, but we you still need to run the ball up the middle, like yeah, or like sweet sweet you, pass or whatever. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. That was that. That was more or less what I was going to say, Paul. Is you know, again, we need to touch back on that. Four first-round picks on that defense line. But you have to keep Zeke in there to respect the run game and to respect yeah. those dirty Ooh. yards. Because if you bring in Pollard, a defense is going to look and say, right, we know what they're going to do. They're going to try and run off tackle or mm-hmm. they're going to try and play in wild cast yeah. or something like that. So spread your ends. Yeah, when Zeke yeah. is there, you go, okay, we have to respect that he might run up the middle. Even yeah. if it is one, two yards, those dirty yards every time. And that that's a good point. That's the big one that people always forget about, is that especially with a guy, a, a, a defensive line like Washington, where yeah. they'll clog that hole up quick. They've got guys who can two-gap quite well, but they've also got guys who are quite mobile that move and flow in that defensive line. And when you watch it, you go, oh, right, great. Zeke's down for a yard. They get up and you have a look. And all of a sudden, it's second and seven. And you're thinking, how in the hell did that just happen? That's what you get with Zeke. That is what's yeah. completely different with Pollard. But Pollard will yeah. get wrapped up and it will be at the point of tackle. With yeah, and, Zeke, and we're, and somehow, he gets these <laughs> extra yards. And, and, and the other thing as well, Zeke actually wears down those defences. Really like, like yeah. his, his, he... ability, his ability to truck... Like dip down those shoulder pads and actually hit those linebackers. You hear the, the contact. Like, like he's there yeah. to actually put defenses on their butts. Mm, like, really and is. he's like he's not the one that's getting tackled. He's the one that's actually driving them down to the ground, mm. essentially. And and it it does wear them down. And we kind of saw that when it comes mentally to the as well. Uh, mentally yeah. as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Me- mentally tired, me- physically tired, mm. and and we saw that. Leading up to further up the game, that that Washington were making more mistakes, especially in likes of the linebackers and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you know they're keen and 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 the big one is when you look at the commanders as well. They were really going runs, run defensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy. Like their packages were all big packages. 
like um, they, they, you know, they had the two linebackers playing in there, but they were really aiming to stop the run, and that is why all of a sudden, and you don't see this often with Zeke. All of a sudden, he's catching the ball and going thirty-one yards down the field. Yeah, yeah. That's called the that's called the the perfect diversion, my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah. that's what you're going to show me, then we'll go elsewhere. Yeah, uh, but... and it does work. And they should have stuck to it a little bit more, but I think it got to a point where the the, the points were quite close, and the way that they were leaning on the defense, they didn't want to drift too far into giving Zeke these like extended dump off slash you know, screen passes or whatever you want, because you drop yeah, the ball and stop yeah, the clock. Yeah, if, if you start throwing screen passes, defenses will pick that up more. Yeah, and because yeah. it's 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 one of those type of plays where if they do it once, you keep yourself in higher. It's coming level. again. It's, it's yeah, coming yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and, but, that's, and that's what Ron Ron Riviera thrives in defense. He is yeah. a defensive coach, which yeah. is why I find it so weird about how bad. <laughs> The Washington defense kind of is in general, if you know what I mean. The secondary was pretty bad, I thought. <laughs> really yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a nice segue about Michael Gallup. Yeah, well, well that's yeah, another yeah. thing. That's a credit to Michael Gallup. I was not expecting, I don't know about you, I was not, I had very low expectations of Michael Gallup's return because of um, coming back from injury. Thinking of um, a pitch count, yeah, I, I, I was maybe expecting maybe five, six reps coming in. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to get many targets, to be honest. <laughs> no, to be on like 30-odd snaps. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, I think McCarthy came out after the game and did say that they had him he on did. a snap count. And yeah. he was feeling he good. And this, let, yeah. let's, go, let's go with it. You know, because yeah. I think it, it, it's one thing to say at the minute is there seems to be a little battle there for the number two wide receiver slot. Because... I'll come back to C.D. Lamb in a minute. No mm. Brown is more familiar with Cooper Rush, so he's been a target. And he's kind of going, well, hold on, maybe I'm the number two receiver on this team. You know, so I'm go- I-, I-, I want my snaps. And maybe Gallup is going, hey, I'm still here. I want to be number two. And that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, good. it's a good battle or a good problem to have that you're not yeah. sure who to have as your wide receiver too. I'm not going to argue with that. But the, the big one that uh, I've wrote about this week as well is that what doesn't show up on the stat sheet for Michael Gap, because if you look at the stat sheet, you go, oh, it's 24 yards and a touchdown. Mm. You go, okay. But it's like, yeah, but don't forget, he also added 65 yards on the offense with two DPI calls. I, yeah. I just want to bring this up quickly. It's not just this game where in seat we had the last... The last time Zeke had over 15 yards plus for a rush was actually last week with a 27 yard. It was last mm. week. Was Giants. Yeah. yeah. Just because a guy is not home running every game doesn't mean he's a bad running back. Yeah. You know, a guy like Zeke is there to get the jerk yards, and that's his yeah. game. He's not Derrick Henry. He's not going to run the run the ball in every game. That's what he's there for. He he plays his role, plays it well. And it is lazy analysis to say when was the last time he had a 15-yard plus run. He has one near, nearly every game. Yeah. He also has usually one every game that gets called back because of a penalty, too. That's true. Throw in, yeah, that's throw true. in some of that. 
what was the what was the draft see there? Um, we're talking about the wide receivers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Michael Gap, Michael Gap, and I said you know they yeah. added sixty five yards to the offense with the DPI calls as well, which doesn't show up on the stat sheet. And yeah. uh, DigiDog saying Gallup is so well liked in the locker room, showed on the sidelines after his TD mm. catch. I think I think that was one of the most beautiful things we saw. Was how, how, no, well, it wasn't that. It was CD Lamb's celebration when yeah. Gallup got the catch. He was immediately throwing his arms about, and immediately he saw Zach Martin yeah. running up to him. It was like it was it was beautiful, beautiful to watch. Yeah. Likable guy, Mike. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I, and uh, and guys, if you haven't been with Cowboys Experience, you will get to meet Michael Gallup. That is true. Yeah, but I suppose he, here's the, here's kind of the question coming back from Michael Gallup being in the lineup now. Obviously, for the first few weeks of the season, CD was drawing all the double coverage. He was drawing safety's attentions as well as cornerback who was on him. You know, will should we should start seeing defences open up and things opening up a little bit more now for CD Lamb as Gallup already worked. That count goes up. But yeah. you know I I've asked this question in the first couple of game first couple of post game shows in the season. And Mike, I bet you are itching to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Are we still missing Amari Cooper? Well, here's a question for you. No, 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 let me, let me, let me, like, so. If you steal my take, I'm going to be very angry. Are you going to use, are you going to use the Amara Cooper and Noah Brown comparison? No, I was not. I was going to use what C.D. Lamb did this week, who had a touchdown of 97 yards, and Amari Cooper, one catch for nine yards. I knew you were going there. Because <laughs> um, well, then I'll let you take over, Paul. Go on, Paul. Yeah, because because uh, our obviously this was before this game here. Yeah. Um, our good friend Nix from uh, Pick Six Sports, uh, yeah. he, he made a really good, he made a really interesting point with um, it's like, do we really miss my Cooper? I'd still say yes, but when you look at it, but when you do the stats comparison. Yeah. Noah Brown and Amari Cooper's stat line is a, an almost identical from those first three games of the week mm. uh, like of the season. Mm. So, um, but I'd still take um, I still miss Amari Cooper because of what he brought to the team. Like, yeah. his, like, but we seem to be doing okay, just enough without him. But I don't think if we were still to have him on this team the way how our offense are operating right now, it's going to make any massive major difference. I don't know what you guys think. I think it was a surprise to find out that Noah Brown is Julio Jones. (laughs) I will will say this, though. I will say this. Julio uh, Julio Jones. Noah Brown... Thanks for that, Mike. Uh, right, Noah, Mike. Noah Brown has definitely solidified himself as our at least our number three. Right yeah. Uh, this, uh, so I tell you what, what, what is a good point that you make there is that with Noah Brown playing so well, it doesn't make the whole waiting for Jalen Tolbert thing so yeah. drastic. Like, yeah. notice nobody's talking about it. Nobody's now like, oh, we haven't got Jalen Tolbert. What's going on with Jalen Tolbert? It's like Noah Brown. Turns out he's Megatron. So... You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so DJ Doyle comes to say a Mary Cooper question cannot be answered until we drop against top defenses. Cooper route running. It's a fair, that's a fair argument. 
Like, yeah. when you compare it to the teams that we've had, like, like I suppose the only team you can really play against is against the Bucks, really. Mm. And, but I again, like- we, we did play last year's AFC champions, but uh, it, it's it's such a topsy-turvy yeah. conversation. Like, you can see this, you can see it. Yeah, it's, it's hard to make that comparison right now, and you'd like to see him going up against one of the top cornerbacks, and he will be going up against one of the top cornerbacks in the upcoming game, and like <laughs> we're not going to go down that path, you know, but like, he, he, he has come in, he has been solid, like, if you look at last season, we had Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, Schultz, Cedric Wilson. This year, we've Speedy Lamb and Noah Brown. That, that's been it up to this last game. So he yeah. has done what has been required of him. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to bring up all the whole statistics just now, actually, um, yeah. where, where we've got, got it up here uh, talking about that. So in terms of like our right receiver cores right now, uh, CD Lamb leads right now with 288 yards. Then yeah. it's Noah Brown with 274. Yeah. After that, it's Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. It's yeah. with 80. So there's a yeah. massive step of difference. Ah. You're talking about just under 200 yards of a difference hmm. between yeah. the top two and our number three guy. So, yeah. um, But it's not going to take Michael Gallup that long, especially when you think of the way where Michael Gallup sets up shop, that he's the deep yeah. passer. Like His A dot's going to be like 15 yards. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, it's not yeah. going to take Gallup long to catch it. it w- yeah, it won't, take, it won't take him for long, for, for sure. And I t- completely agree with you. But it's like I kind of said, it's like a, when it comes to Noah Brown, he has definitely certified himself at, at least our number three, at least. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is you think about it, Gallup uh, uh, and Brown can set up shop outside. What you do with CD Lamb is interchangeable then with the slot or on the outside. Although, you know, you can use Noah Brown as that that big slot guy as well. He, he's a bit of an, I'll be honest, Brown's a bit of an enigma. I, yeah, I know, I'm still trying to figure him out myself. Yeah. Because yeah. he, like, he's, he's he, he was kind of like a tight end. He's lost mm-hmm. some of the weight, so he's not really down that line anymore. But then you watch the style of play and you're trying to figure out where it clicks together, and the only thing I can I think don't know of how, how... But it just does. I think it's the chemistry. The big yeah. one is the chemistry. See, yeah. this is this is so. This is my main concern now. Like when that does come back into the fold, yeah, that's my concern because obviously it's going to be more towards Gallup and Lamb because yeah, we all know and Schultz and Schultz because mm. we all know Noah Brown and uh, Cooper Rush have had more chemistry because they were. Pretty much the uh, the second stringers, so they had their yeah. reputations as second strings. Dak had his like this is all throughout training camp, OTAs, you name it. So there is more of that chemistry when it comes to um, Rush and uh, yeah. Noah Brown. But but here here's the thing I'm going to throw to you because this will be the next comment from someone in the next couple of games is. We're paying Schultz 11 million. We're paying Gallup 10 million. We're paying CD Lamb 5 million plus a season. You know, they should be getting the ball. And again, it's this lazy analysis at times, you know, about, oh, well, Noah Brown is only getting paid seven, eight hundred thousand and he's putting up yards. Of course he is. 
because you guys say he's working with a guy in Cooper Rush who he's always worked with. Yep. It's, it's such a weird business how the whole thing's worked within Team Stands and Top. Yep. Like the thing well, is, is for me personally, when it gets to the season, forget about the money. Just worry about the what are they doing? They, you yeah. paid them their money, so why are you worrying about it now? The season started, yeah. we're in, yeah. forget yeah, it. Go. Yeah, yeah. For, for like uh, Andrew, kind of feels the exact same way when Dad comes back. I, I, I kind of, I can see it. I can yeah, see it. it's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, I don't want Brown to fade away to the world. I really don't, because I think he does bring a different dynamic. But mm. if if you look back at last season, Cedric Wilson was still getting snaps and was still getting a lot of a lot of a lot of key snaps and key receptions. So there's no reason why Noah Brown cannot fill that role this this season as the mm-hmm. season develops. Mm-hmm. But I suppose look, we're 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 forty odd minutes in, and and Mike being on the show means we're going to be on time tonight. So do we want to start talking about the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, yeah. It, let me get the video. I'll get the video running. Go on, hit it. So, defensively on Sunday, again, and I know I, Valenti has put the post in and plenty of other people have put this post in saying, you know, without the defence, we would be 0-4. And, and this defence is earning their money this season. I know we said we should talk about money, but they are earning their crust this season. I will only say is all hail Donovan Wilson. Nah. All hail <laughs> Donovan Wilson. By yeah. God, he... He was the I would say he was the best player in that defense throughout the whole game. Like and, and yep. his stats says it all like nine total tackles, eight of them being solo with one QB hit. Yeah. That's from, pretty good. From, from, from a safety from, position. From, yeah, from strong safety. And some of those tackles when he came down, which is the good one, he came down on two, one on a running back and one on a tight end from the cover two position. He's just read that's reading and understanding and then reacting to what he's playing with. It's a hell of a move. Yeah. <laughs> it is. The, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to rag on Donovan Wilson because I think I've been honest and said I always thought Donovan Wilson was a good player. You've should, always had high, yeah, you've always had high regard for Wilson. Mm-hmm. You've always had. But should we qualify his performances this season with the fact that he's in a contract year. I don't see him as being that kind of guy. No. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't either, but I, I just said I'd ask the question because mm. I think I think he's as good, if not better, than J. Ron Curse. And see, that's the thing. This Kurtz, is, this is, it, it's going to be very spicy. Uh, it's going to be very spicy yeah. when Curse comes back. It's just going to bring more competition to that place. Yeah, sure. I, st- I think still when you when you look at it, I think the way it's going to go is Donovan Wilson's in the right to stay as the strong safety. Malik Hooker yeah. as well had a phenomenal game last week as well. I don't think he's been talked about enough as the free safety as our centre oh, fielder. He was he, 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 he was he, he was second amongst uh, leading tackles. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Are, are, that. Are coming about Malik Hooker this week. Oh, I like it. Um, yes. But I don't think he's been sp- spoken about enough. And like <laughs> the, 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 one of the things as well, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet with free safeties is that you might look at it and you go, yeah, 
zero targets, zero receptions, zero tackles. And you're like, that means my free safety was doing something to put the quarterback in a position where he didn't want to throw that way, which yeah. is exactly what you want. If your free safety is blank on the stat sheet, he's done his job. And, <laughs> That's and the ironic just, thing. Just to add on top of this as well, when you look at the top five players in terms of the leading the tackles, it's Donovan Wilson, yeah, Malik, yeah. Malik Hooker, mm -hmm. and sitting at number four is Israel McQuamu. Three of the top five were safety. in the safety position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think what, what, what you're going to see when Jaron Curse comes back is there's going to be this interchangeable part where you'll have really three players in rotation. That's Anthony Barr. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Curse, depending on how you want to line your guys up, because J. Ron Curse is this hybrid guy who's somewhere between the safety and a linebacker. Anti Barr is kind of like that. And then you've got Donovan Wilson, who's your box safety. So now you get to have this complete, like, cluster of like what that will do to a quarterback in terms of, like, who's the safety out there? How are they lining up? Are they in cover two? Are they in cover one? Who's coming down? Are they staggered safeties? But then you've got to figure out which guy is <laughs> out there as well because depending on what the guy is out there depends really on what it is the defense are trying to do. And now all of a sudden, you, you just... I, I don't even know. If I was a quarterback, I don't know how I'm going to go about trying to figure and read that out. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it, it is the thing, and we, we said this last week on the show again, Paul, in in regards to Hooker, is how many times have, have teams, and Mike, you alluded to it, how many times have teams taken deep shots through, across the middle? I can't remember one this season. No, that's the point. Because no, no one wants to throw that way. And he's so quick. He's so quick at the, the click and cover that when he yeah. sees it, he's over there in a flash. And you see it all the time. He's down in there quick. Yeah, but I think the way it's going to work is you are going to have um, Hooker and Wilson as your two safeties, and Curse is kind of going to be interchange that almost interchangeable linebacker that you can drop into cover if you want to. So if you wanted to go into like that cover one situation, you want to try and roam your safeties a bit, then that's what he, that's what he provides for you. Yeah. But if we if we, if we flip it on then to another part of the secondary, and don't worry, Paul, I will come to the defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe we picked a cornerback with the pick with pick we received for Mary Cooper, and he had an interception this Lance. weekend. Correct, Michael. Mm, hell of a play. Yeah, hell of a play. Yeah. From the wrong uh, here's a crazy one, right? While you're talking about that, right, Brian? I think that this game, right, because there was the, the defensive line, as you say, we'll get to was getting some pressure, yeah. etc. But what we saw in this game, this particular game, was maybe the best defensive back game from mm. the defense back we've seen from the Cowboys in decades. That's not an exaggeration. I mean, it's taken decades for us to see a game where all the defensive backs, and we're including Deron Bland in this, uh, Trayvon Diggs, Ant Brown, the safeties, uh, Israel McCarmel will throw in there too. But this was, and like 
just like the cherry on the cake of all of this with the defensive backs was to Ron Blanc getting an interception. His first game playing properly, he's a rookie, and he he he, he manages to reel one back for the offense. Yeah. I mean, I I I was I, I was stunned about it, and I don't know if it was a special teams play or if it was if it was a defensive play, but uh, Kelvin Joseph even showed up on. Yes, time. yes, no, it was a special teams play. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure on that one. Yeah, but, came down with the boom. Yeah, but Paul, yeah, give yeah. us your own thoughts on on the secondary's performance before we. Before we do flip it into the the, the the area that we all know you want to talk about. Well, so, in a way, the well, it's kind of related to the defensive line to co- accommodate the secondary, yes. right? So, the defensive line didn't obviously manage to get to Carson Wentz as much because, in fairness, their offensive line did step up from the previous game against the Eagles where they gave up nine sacks. Mm. They did... St- they did, Mike. They did step up. They, they like, did a little bad. But go on, go on, and I'll, I'll so go to my my, point. My, my my point is, is that because Lawrence Wentz still managed to get some time, even though he did have a lot of QB pressures, but he was still managed to get the ball off. But that means it gave more time for, like, the secondary to actually make those other plays. So that's how you're seeing the stat sheet much more higher for the secondary rather than seeing all the defensive line and much more lower statistics mm. in terms but, of like ta- ta- tackles and that. Yeah, well, the only thing I will say is what, what Wentz was trying to do, because the offensive line was is a little bit shaky for Washington. And they, is, did play, but, they did but, play a little bit better, but if you go back and watch <laughs> and go and have a look at his time to throw as well, Wentz was trying to get that ball out quick. Yeah. So that yeah. was trying to negate the, the Cowboys defensive line. Pressure, it was literally what but Tom he wasn't Brady, counting on the fact that the T backs He, he was trying to do what Tom Brady did to tell us yeah, back yeah. in week one. Quick, quick. It's quick ball. Like just yeah. take yeah. out the defensive line with the quick yeah. ball. Basically. But here's here's the thing, and Paul, you you say this repeatedly is the defense is a chain. And if the if the defensive line, and again, it might not show up in statistics. And, you know, we do have people who will say, oh, well, we're not getting sacked, we're not getting pressures. Maybe we're not. But that's, that's being helped by the fact that our safety, our safeties, our cornerbacks, our linebackers are doing their job as well. So you can't isolate the defensive line and say, oh, they did a terrible game. They didn't. They had yeah. a very good game, but the staff went to the safeties. His boy got a sack. Yes, yeah, come on, come on, <laughs> come, on come on, come on now. I'm trying to bring you back Neville in. Gallimore got his sack and two <laughs> tackles for losses and yeah. pressures, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think he had two pressures as well. I, I uh, you will come from that in a wee second. Um, because I am just literally getting all the actual information for that right now. I've got uh, my PFF now. Yeah, I've got it. Certainly got two pressures when I read it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean to be fair, I think I I I gave Neville a little bit of stick earlier in the season, but I think he has been it, coming it, on. It, it, it was fair criticism. It was fair criticism. Yeah. Oh, yeah, myself, I was I was disappointed in him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in terms of. Oh, God, oh well, one, pre- one pressure, one pressure. I got it, yeah. One pressure, one sack. Yep. 
Yeah, so hold a minute. So I'm just trying to PRP. I can't be right unless I'm not um, reading this right. One one tackle. Yeah, a missed tackle, but okay, we'll ignore that. And two tackles for a loss. Yeah. And I mean this this is the thing with the defensive line being as deep as it is, is that Dan Quinn seems to be getting his defensive guys in. He's keeping them fresh. They're not all playing 60-plus snaps a game. So they're all able to contribute like that. We've seen in a couple of games this season where Tank is taking snaps from defensive tackles. So I think I think we have to give Dan Quinn a lot of credit for how he is scheming the team up as well. You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, when you go through the defensive linemen, like their snap count, like, of all the defensive linemen, Tank has the most snaps with 50. Yeah. So you know that that's on a possible like seventy odd snaps. I don't know what what. Hold on, I'm probably down on you. Yeah. They had seventy with seventy one plays. So there yeah. you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at the stats right now. So Demarcus Lawrence had the most hurries with five. Then it was Parsons. Then Dorrance Armstrong. Then also Adigizua. Mm-hmm. Then Dante Fowler. Um, I mean for Neville Gallimore, like he, he picked up obviously the. QB hits. No, sorry, mm-hmm. let me I'm sorry, I read, I read that wrong. Demarcus Lawrence got seven. Parsons got three, two for mm-hmm. Armstrong, one for Usa, and one for Fowler. But in terms of the a total tackles and stuff like that, I mean you can't really complain. Gallimore was 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 spot on. He really yeah. was. Yeah. No, he did, he did I, and that's exactly the type of play you want. He's he's your typical um, three tech pass rushing defensive tackle in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and all the size on the tip. Yeah, and and Bohana had a great game as well. I thought, like, and here's the thing, like, we need to remember Two well. his ass off. Oh, absolutely! Like he, yeah. he was taking, he was eating up the double team as well, yeah, massively. I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, don't get and don't get me wrong. Like, that was probably one of our worst games in terms of the run defense, but. Mm. Because they did score a total of 142 yards compared to last week, mm. where we only gave up what was it like 80 yards or something like that? But one yeah, of them was a big play. Daniel Jones alone. Well, Daniel <laughs> Jones alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. But well, that's no, more, well, but, that, but yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on the defensive line because no. they were hitting their gaps and basically the pocket collapsed and they and Daniel Jones rushed <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I, wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would I put that more on the linebackers for making the feel on the read than that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the cor- the corners in run defense too, and like because if you notice a lot of the runs that they were doing, if you notice were flowing away from Demarcus Lawrence, even going off tackle to like so obviously that's our pass rush side, mm-hmm. and they yeah. were exposing that the fact that we were trying to come on the pass rush on the outside opposite Demarcus Lawrence, and they're taking a lot of their runs off tackle that way, and they were getting chunk plays off that. Did any of you guys see the the video clip? Well, the, the play where Sam Williams used a tight end to launch uh, to into the, <laughs> and launch into the running back. Yeah, he yeah. literally just actually is like like shot potted them mm, into. Yeah. I was like, jeez, man, like pff, that is just pure strength. That oh yeah, when he hits a tight end as well, it's not like oh, a corner he's doing that to absolutely. you know a wide receiver. Dismantled them. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, go on, 
go on. I was going to say, there's another guy that deserves a little bit of credit who's been doing his job quietly and effectively in the last few games. Dante Fowler has yeah. been coming on. You know, he, he and it's a good, yeah, a I, really I, good I, game. I would say Dante Fowler and Tristan Hill. Don't forget him. Like he's yeah. actually kind of Tristan Hill was like, quietly getting on with he, it. He was, he was, he was, he was quite like, like if you look at the game film, he was, he was getting into his gaps. He was getting off the blocks. There was certain plays where, yeah, he was getting caught. But I think that it depends on how that offensive scheme was for that those plays. But, but even that, we actually saw Tristan Hill dropping back into coverage. Yeah, yeah, that was pure. That, that was pure Dan Quinn, pure <laughs> mad scientist defensive plays. And I was like, what the hell is, is Tristan Hill going into coverage? I thought that was nuts. But I tell you what I like with Dante Fowler. Got the sack, mm. three pressures, but yep. he does not, he does not at all get phased when the offensive line try and pull a twist. Go and watch him when they, they, they in the last game on the twist. He's just like, he's just staring at it like, well, what are you guys trying to do? I've got, I've, mm. he was reading it. All the way through, and I think that's the pedigree in him coming out. Do you know what I mean? Um, because he just understood it, and it, it is good to see. And you are right, but I think though, if we're gonna talk defense, yeah, all right, Michael Parsons, you're starting to see offensive keying in on him, which is the defense now. Uh, the rest of the defense, especially guys like Demarcus Lawrence, you're seeing the effects of offensive offenses. Going, go stop Micah Parsons. So Demarcus Lawrence is going. Thank you very much. I'm no longer double teamed. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just want to kind of highlight as well. It's like, what was the last number we mentioned about the total number of QB pressures we did against the Giants? Was it 25? 27. 27. We got 26 this game. <laughs> Yeah, right. but, but even, even even no, we didn't get the sacks. But the fact that we managed to get twenty six, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The yeah. fact that we, we were on Carson Wentz on the, back, like, on the pressure yeah. all the mm. time. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sacks are nice because obviously it'll kill the play. But I don't yeah. mind if you're you're making a quarterback hurry or quarterback hit. If you're in the backfield putting pressure, that means you're disrupting the play. Exactly. That's yeah, and th- and that's and that's the whole thing. That's the whole point of the defensive line, and well, your front seven essentially. If you're yeah. if whatever linebacker that you are, you're hitting that blitzing gap. You're mm-hmm. there to create pressure pressure to the QB as well. So yeah, uh, so and, yeah, tw- and twenty six in total. Yeah, and you're seeing the effects on that as well with people players that fans have given up on, like Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch, mm. People are like going. I don't know, you know, and you're just like, no, Leighton Van Der Esch is going out there making tackles. He's doing yeah. his job. He's clean now. So because of all of this, it has a trickle-down effect with everything else. Um, you know, that, that's the Michael Parsons effect, if you like, you know. Um, but you, well, you can't talk about anything else, really, with the defense without going on about Trayvon Diggs. He yeah. Didn't record, he, he didn't record any tackles in that game. No. No, three defensive backs. Didn't didn't have to. No, didn't need to. That end zone, that end zone that he he deflected though. I mean, Mm. my God, 
That is yeah. elite play. That is, so, a, so that is elite. Uh, like, we're talking Richard Sherman-style play right there. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It really I, was. I, 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 what I will say is Trevon Diggs is actually playing like he is a wide receiver out there. He's trying to make it. He's not playing like a cornerback. He's playing mm-hmm. like a wide receiver, trying to get into the right position every well, time. Don't don't forget, he was a wide receiver. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm back. saying. That's yeah, what, yeah, because you know, so he like, has like he's, he's, yeah, it's like he's using that craft as a wide receiver and using that to elevate his game to actually to stop the real wide receiver from getting yeah. the ball. It's actually it's like it's that way second way forward thinking. You know what I mean? He's but got, yeah, he's but trying, he, he, he knows where the wide receiver is trying to get position, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and but, and it was there at the right place at the right time. One interception, three pass defenses, and allowed six yards. That's against Terry McLaurin. That's ridiculous. Like McLaurin's <laughs> like scary Terry and all scary that. Scary Terry, yeah. Oh, do you know? Oh, oh, I know I'm jumping off topic here, but no, go did on, any of you guys see the music video that came out before the game by the oh the, yeah, the, yeah the Commandos yeah. fans? <laughs> yeah, uh, is so cringeworthy. Cringy, yeah. Uh, it's even more funny now the, the fact that they lost. <laughs> they lost. I know, yeah. It's like that time. Remember when the Eagles brought in the coffin? No, that was no. us. No, that... yeah, we did it back to them. Oh, yeah, so they did. So yeah. if you remember, Eagles did it. They yep, brought so the coffin it's... in. And if you remember, it was Stashman who came up with that idea to take the coffin to them. Oh, so, guys, just to let you aware, Brian's phone just disconnected there. So he will be back in momentarily. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Trayvon Diggs, here's a question for you and everyone at home, right? Is Trayvon Diggs, right? When you think Jamar Chase, right? Um, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, scary Terry, right? Is when you look at his stat sheet, the way he's playing now, is Trayvon Diggs an elite cornerback? Yes, absolutely. How can can you say, say no to that? Like we saw it, like, and here's the thing: like, people, are, oh, I'm I'm using Jalen Ramsey as an example. He got absolutely, <laughs> he got absolutely toasted Watched. last night, yeah. I, and he was terrible in that Super Bowl. By I thought, like, for him to be graded as the top corner in the NFL, I find is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's lazy. It really is. Yeah, but Danks has proven in and out. Doesn't matter how many yards you give up, but he's there. It breaks up the main important plays. He's mm-hmm. a playmaker in defense, and for him, like whatever, like so what? He's giving up the most yards in the NFL, but is he helped? Yeah, he right now. But as he as he helped defenses win the games, mm-hmm. yes, one hundred percent. He is a game changer when it comes to this defense. Hmm. And Brian's back. And there we go. To go back to go back to your, the, your thing on Jalen Ramsey. So, so, so he goes up against Scary Terry, allows only six yards. Jalen yep. Ramsey goes up against all right, Debo Samuel. So somewhere along the same elite level, 147 yards last night. He got absolute smoked last night. Absolutely yep. washed out. 
In fact, hold what? on. Let me. Now we're using this compare. I know we're, we'll probably use this, but I just kind of it's the, it's a related <laughs> topic because we're using this whole uh, Dags versus Ramsey talk because a lot of people are kind of using the analogy. And I can't even see it. Comparison. Comparison. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I got you, brother. I got you. It's. I just don't understand why he's been so disrespected by the experts out there. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Because he's not running his mouth and telling everybody how good he is. He's just going out there doing his thing and getting off the side, off to the sideline and talking to his teammates. Hmm. He's not trying to tell you he's the best cornerback in the league and he deserves all this money and all this kind of stuff. He's a team player. He's just cracking on with it. And like, you know, people talk about, and I've said this, this I've given this take before that, you know, a lot of people will say, will dismiss Dak uh, with, oh, uh, yeah, he gets a lot of yards. They're all garbage time yards. But then when you talk to the same people who say that and you say, so is that true with Trayvon Diggs? Because Trayvon Diggs gave up a lot of yards in garbage time when the offense was throwing 40 burger on and it's late into the fourth quarter and the opposition is trying to throw on you. Is that not the same effect? It is. But apparently not. But do you know mm. where I'm coming from, Paul? Mm. Like, does does garbage yards not work the same for cornerbacks too? I would say so. Yeah. So, so if that's the case then, so last year with Trayvon Diggs giving up all those yards, majority of all that was in what we call garbage time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, and, and and that's going to happen if your your defenses are providing the cushion because you're playing the clock, not the player. Yeah, there we go. That's my final take on Trayvon Diggs. Well, here's here here's a question I wanted to ask both of you before I was I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> is 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 the fact that Dan Quinn is now in his second year as the defensive coordinator? further improving the team because we've gone from Marinelli through Nolan to Dan mm. Quinn, you know, and we, we just have a settled defense coordinator now. I will give, give to Paul and all I'll say is coaching consistency. That's it. Yeah. Go on, Paul. Take it away. I don't think it's necessarily all with Dan Quinn. Like, mm. I think yeah, there's a lot of credit down to the actual positional coaches as well. They're drilling in yep. the set like the, the foundation, but they they've created this um culture within the defense now. So yep. and yeah, don't get me wrong, Dan Quinn is the main architect of all that, but it it, it, it works its way down from Dan Quinn mm. down to his positional coaches like Aiden Dudley for the D line, etc. Mm. etc. Yep. And um, San Hero there. Yep, he is an unsung hero. Um, and he's from the UK. Uh, obviously. Yeah. But, but I, I suppose if I just jump in for a sec, Paul, um, is the fact that there's no hot boys attitude with these guys at all. It's I'm glad get the job done, get off the pitch. Like I saw I saw a clip of the Giants at the weekend. And what did I see? A tackle by Jalen Smith and a swipe. There's none yeah. of that anymore. I mean, I I don't like I don't hate Jalen Smith. I don't hate him. Not, but it was the whole 
celebrating the wrong from, time. celebrating a tackle at the wrong time. Like it was yeah. like, but he gained yards. The 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 running back gained the yards. So you're, it's not a tackle for loss or anything like that. If it was a tackle for loss, I would understand it. But the guy just gained up five six yards, and you're celebrating. But anyway, but yeah, in terms of the whole hot boys thing, it was cool at the time, but it, it became more of a distraction year yeah. after year. Yeah. So and it was I'm, it was a bit monotonous. You're just like, uh... yeah, I found it. Yeah, so, but but trying to keep a hold of Dan Quinn right now is going to be the probably the biggest task for the Cowboys right now because he will be hot property. Yeah, I I can't see him going anywhere, man. I just see I, it that if it does yeah. go that way, Jerry's gonna do everything within his power to be like. Eh. And and well, that's the thing. Jerry will probably end up making him the most expensive defensive coordinator in the world, without a doubt. Like yeah. I wouldn't write this. So he probably he'll probably end up more money than most actual head coaches. Yeah. Because just the trick just the coaches aren't capped. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he, there's no salary cap on coaching. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose look, we're 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 an hour and ten minutes in and we do want to give a big lot of love to our specialty yeah. this weekend. Yeah. And I'm 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 going to start with Brian Anger because we always talk about Brett Maher and we never give Brian Anger the credit he deserves uh, in terms of what he does. Like even even the Anger, he, he, even the doofy punt he did. Yeah. He's he's pinning teams back into their own twenty. Yeah. If, you, if you look at that statistic alone, he's I think he's right there at the very top in terms of putting mm. the ball inside the twenty. And that flips field position for us. It allows the defense to go on the attack, and teams teams are backed up. They're having to having to make decisions. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I think Potty was second team All Pro last year, wasn't he? And he barely gets a mention. No. Yeah, but again, just does his job. Yeah, uh, but here's a good one. Here's a, an absolutely yeah. brilliant thing I've seen that he muffed the punter right. Goes over to the sideline and he's pissed off. And uh, Fassel goes over to him and he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "No, I I I muffed that kicker." And he's like, "That's the first one you've done in eleven years. You're entitled to one." And that was it. And he just mm. goes back out there, yeah. does his job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you mention it like that, Brian, yeah, anger has been fantastic. Um, I mean. It was a pretty bad muffled punt, I have to admit. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but and all it's kind of like how did he rebound? It was kind of like the whole Tyler Smith last and against the Giants where he gave up those two holding calls and he rebounded and actually played amazing in the left tackle position. It seemed kind of going for Brian Andrew yeah. in the punter position. Like yeah, he yeah. muffed up, but he came back and and held his own. But um, yeah, fair play. Yeah. Yeah, and if we if we flip it over to the other side, Brett Brett won me, Mark. Or do you want to talk some more about Mister Anger? No, 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 no. I was no, going to say go, go on, let's go move, on, on. Let's move yeah. on to Mister Maher. We need to talk about money, Brett. money, money, Maher. Money, 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 Maher. Yeah. Do I, do if I, I told you six weeks ago. <laughs> I know. We were going I'm, to I'm, honestly, be speaking I'm, highly of Brett Mark. It's probably been the 
the best me, uh, best mess we've ever been in been in in a long sure. like like the the of all the yeah. uncertainty that we had with our kicker position doing no kicking practices and yeah it's mm. Brian Ander no Brian uh, Brett <coughs> Maher has completely won the fans back as of right now like mm. with his consistency yeah. and that was his biggest problem was being consistent Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the the kicks he did miss, you can understand. Like, he, he was kind of forced to do that kick. Like the Giants last week, like it was a fifty nine field fifty nine yard yeah. field goal, and we and and we already outlined like before the game started, he was trying it from that range and he was missing it because of the the higher winds of the MetLife Stadium. So he didn't feel comfortable, and that's why they kind of went for the whole. A, a fourth down and went for the punt instead at some points, but in this game, the, the only one that it was the, it, it wasn't even a, a missed kick. It was a it was a pat oh. down from Effie Obada, mm-hmm. a former Dallas Cowboy. Um, so, but other than that, Matt, Brett Maher was absolutely solid. Like I, he was an A plus in my opinion. He really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not one to ever delete posts off our social media, and the SpongeBob SquarePants video I did of Maha. I'm thinking of removing. <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah, that was a topsy turvy time. But in fairness, at the time, I know we I know. we all felt that. But Maha, I don't know what he's done before he came back, but. By God, he's 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 managed, it to, on. He's, he's managed to find that consistency of making the like the make he, he can do the the harder kicks no problem, mm. but it was it was more like the more mid range kicks was the the, the the Achilles heel for him yep. essentially. He's now managed to find that that common ground now. So fair play to him. And, and yeah. that's the thing is that when you go and look at his one miss that he's had on the season so far. It's been from 52 yards. And, like, mm. I don't mean that, like, if you miss a 40-yard kick, now I'm fucked. I, I'm I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. We'll delete that out. I'm annoyed. <laughs> but you miss a 50-yarder, I'm kind of like, because yeah. if you've ever stood back there and looked how far away those posts are for a 50-yard kick, you're just like, yeah. that's impossible. Yeah, yep. And and let's not forget, you do have guys charging at you. Yeah, there's the commotion, you the know? pressure, the crowd. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not easy. I know Rich, for example, can sometimes be flippant and say, Why can't the rugby guys go over and do that? And they could, but you would have to say to a rugby guy, Okay, it's a drop kick you're taking, it's not a, it's not a penalty where you can take your time and you know weigh everything up and wait till everybody's quiet. You have to do it like that. It's, mm. it's reactionary. Yeah. You you got a clock on you. Yeah. But I, I think at the moment, like like the way he's kicking and you know the 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 the, the missed extra point, like you say, it's it's kind of 50-50. Some of it is him. Some of it is what was going on ahead of him. But um, 
you know, generally you can't say he's been bad. No. Yeah. But there we have it. That's that this is it. So I suppose what we're an hour, nearly an hour and twenty minutes in, and Mike has kept us pretty much on on schedule. So, I know, I know, Brian. We can get away with the whole extra twenty-five minutes and top anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do we do do do, do we want to start wrapping up the show and 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 giving a shout out to a few people? Yeah, let's do it. So. Yeah. Uh, so, as you know, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go with Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, and tailgating experience. As you can see, you can get meet players like Jay Novacek, Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and the Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. When we say we, you guys get treated like royalty, we absolutely mean that. Cowboys Experience is the best place for that. And also, guys, you can go and check out our fellow content creators, as you can see there in the board, we've got SB Nation, which I'm part of, Pick 6 Sports, where Nixon, that is our uh, CFO Sports, which is uh, J-Tuck there, right bang on the middle, Big Game James, Law Nation. Please go and check everybody out. And, all, of course, the official Cowboys.com channels as well, Talking Cowboys, Hang With The Boys, Mixed Shots, you name it. There we go. And also, Mike, do you want to take this one? Oh, the travel package. That's next year. So keep an eye out on uh, the news as that breaks. Uh, when next year kicks in, we will be doing it. So if you're coming from the UK or even Europe, um, make sure you get in touch with us and find out more details about that. Sweet. Um, but yeah. And what time will you gentlemen be available on Thursday night for the pre-game show? As usual, 9 p.m. UK time. 3 p.m. Central Time in Dallas. Yeah, and um, and as well on top, you got Paul's and my articles coming out this week as well. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, on bloggingtheboys.com. Yep. And Paul, what time can we get your your your, your wonderful show with the very delectable Miss <laughs> Meg Murray? Uh, yeah, so my the the world's team podcast will always be available every Saturday on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, it, it just really depends what time we get it out on during that day. We'll try and aim it for midday every Saturday, uh, central time in America. So it's like 6 p.m. our time. Brilliant. So I, th- I, I think we have we have given everybody the shout outs they deserve. And Mike, I'm going to hand it over to you to wrap things up. I will see you all on Thursday. Go Cowboys. Good night.